Hey there. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode seven of Addicted to Personal Transformation. And today I want to talk about letting go. This has always been something that I feel like is relatively hard for me. And I feel like I am not alone in that situation when I say that it's hard to let go of things. Especially if those things have hurt you or have taken a part of you. And please know that I'm not talking about grief. I am simply talking about certain things in life or people in life who have potentially harmed you. Excuse me. And I'm going to take you back to a couple of different times in my life that I think kind of set the scene for the feelings of unworthiness the feelings of being unloved and where I think my self-worth began to go down the drain. So, you know, as a child in a abusive home, off and on, I was told that I wasn't worth anything. At a very young age, for some reason that I don't even still don't understand, I wasn't trusted. And I would go to my grandparents' house and I would feel so loved and I would feel so cared for. And even though I didn't really understand the ways in which my grandparents did things, I still felt the most unconditional love. And then in other situations in my life, I felt so unloved. So I always gravitated myself to my grandparents. And then being in dysfunctional and abusive relationships as I got older, being told, oh, nobody's going to want you. You've had three kids. You have too much baggage. You're an addict. All of these things that just ate away at my soul for so many years. And then as I got into prison and I sat waiting to get sentenced for about eight months. And when I went to prison, I weighed 135 pounds. Within eight months, I weighed 177 pounds. Because all I did was sit and eat my pain. And after I got sentenced and I went to, they transferred me to a prison here in Fort Worth. And what was very weird is that 
you know, it was a federal prison camp and it was actually an old motel. So the rooms were still set up the exact same other than there was bunk beds and lockers in there. But the bathroom still had the mirror, the bathtub, the shower. It still had the little kitchenette in it. It was still basically a motel that had been turned into a prison. And I remember the first night that I got there. And again, I haven't seen myself in the mirror in eight months. So I didn't really know what I looked like. And I go in to take a shower for the first time and I take my clothes off. And I look at myself in the mirror. And it's like all of that past and everything that people said about me came rushing back. As I stood there looking at myself, telling myself how fat I was, how ugly I was, how unworthy I was, that I was a horrible person, I was a horrible mom. I just, the things that came to my mind about myself as I look back was almost unbelievable that I would even say that about myself. But that's how I felt. And I came out of the shower and I was like, oh my God, these people are going to know that I was crying and they're going to think I'm weak. And But I had this roommate, her name was Kelly. And we still talk today. Such an amazing woman. And, you know, she said, are you okay? And of course, my first thought was just say, yeah, you're fine. And then I said, no, no, I'm not okay. I just looked at myself in the mirror and I've gained so much weight. I'm so ugly. I'm, you know, and I have tears coming down my my face. And one thing I never thought about is I was never scared to be there. I was never uncomfortable being there as some people are when they go into prison. But I noticed that I was so lost And I was so stuck in what everybody else had said about me. And in that bathroom, years and years and years of pain just came flooding back in that single moment. And I couldn't help but cry. And as I'm sitting there on my bed and I'm talking to her, You know, and feeling sorry for myself in a way. You know, oh my gosh, I got 48 months in prison. You know, this is the worst thing in the world. But I hadn't yet realized that it was going to be the most life-changing thing that had happened in my life ever. And most of the time when you're in prison and you get a new roommate... You know, of course, you all tell your stories of why you're there. And I remember that I had Kelly as a roommate and I had Miss Mary as a roommate. And the first thing Kelly said to me is, that's okay. You can work out with me. I work out every day. I used to be really big when I got here too and I started working out. So no no worries. You can start working out with me. And I was so grateful. But as they started telling their stories, 
I realized that my life wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Kelly told me how she was in there for 22 years was her sentence. 20 or 22 years. And she'd already done 12. And I was like, holy cow. And she was so strong. And then Miss Mary. I don't even remember what her sentence was, but it was a long time. And she was an older lady. And then as I started mingling throughout the compound, I noticed that there were women there that were in their 80s, 70s. And I remember going to visitation one day and I would see this one particular lady that would sit with her husband every weekend and they would play cards. And it was heartbreaking to me because I'm like, what is, what are women like this doing in here? This is just a sweet lady. And it was heartbreaking to watch a marriage have to go on in a visitation room of a prison. And I wasn't at that particular compound for very long before I was transferred so that I could do a program um, for addiction. And being there for that short period of time really began the transformation for me. It began because I started to realize that even though we make so many mistakes in our lives, that not everybody is bad. Just because you're in prison doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means that you made a bad choice. It doesn't mean that your life has ended. It just means that it's time to recreate something even more beautiful than before. And it began the process at that short time in Fort Worth. It began the process of me beginning to let go of some of that hurt and that pain. And then as I moved into the program that I was doing, it was called RDAP. And I moved into that program and I really started to get into the program. And, you know, sometimes we feel like I'm just going to come in here. I'm going to do what I got to do and I'm going to go home. And I had that thought, right? Because they were really strict. Um, You couldn't share anything in there. You, um, you know, you had to conduct yourself in in a certain way. You couldn't, you know, act like everybody else, you know, in the, in the camp, you had to Uh, hold yourself to a higher standard. And, you know, so I had a a moment in time that I said to myself, I'm just going to do what I got to do, get out of here so I can be back with my children. And so I started doing that. I started being very surface level. I would do my work, but I would just, you know, kind of put put on there what they wanted to hear or say what they wanted to hear. But little did I know that my counselor, she saw right through me. 
and she started calling me out on my crap. And she told me one day, if you don't let go of all of this pain that you are experiencing and that you have, your life is never going to change. You've got to let go of everyone that hurt you so that you can heal. And I was like, yeah, 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 okay, whatever, right? Because oftentimes that's what we do. We don't want to hear it, right? We don't want to be called out on our crap. We don't, we don't want to hear how we need to change because in some sense we're comfortable where we're at. Because we have this wall up and we can just feel comfortable living and swimming in, in, um, in this hole or this rut that we've created for ourselves. And one thing that was said to me one day in one of our small groups, she said, let me tell you something. All the people that have hurt you in your life, you've got to let go of it. So that you can grow and so that you can heal and so that you can have a better life. Because in reality, they're not hurting. You're the only one hurting. You're the only one holding on to this. And know that when you change, not everybody is going to change with you. You have to learn to meet people where they are. And that was a turning point for me in my life. A huge turning point for me. And I think that was the moment in time where I learned that I had to let go of those things that were holding me back. Like the abuse. Like the addiction. Like... You know, people not being in my life like I felt like they needed to be. And so I learned very quickly that I had to learn to meet people where they are. I, you know, wrote a a victim letter to my stepmother. And, you know, I, I let her know that she no longer had my power. I let her know that she, um, everything that she did to me, how I felt about it. And we didn't have to mail them, but I mailed them. And it took her about three months to respond back. And when I got the letter back, she told me I deserved every bit that I got. And it was that very moment in time that I realized that this is me. That it's either going to happen through me or it's not going to happen at all. And so it made me a little stronger. And I'm saying all this to say that Even years and years and years later, when I've had to forgive, I've had to learn to meet people where they are and know that people are not going to change just because I did. They're not going to deal with their crap just because I did. And it's, it's, it's crazy how things come full circle sometimes. Because I announced this podcast on Facebook just last night. 
and I immediately got a message that I want to put this in a, in, in in a decent way. I immediately got a message that I was embarrassing my family, that I needed to stop living in the past, that I wasn't being um, I wasn't being a Christian, and that I was putting someone in a bad place because I was sharing my truth and my story. And it's a conversation that I've been waiting for to happen for years. And for a long time, I always wished that it would go a different way. But I knew the conversation could go either way. But I was hoping that it would go better. And after many messages and after myself getting things off of my chest that I felt like had to be said, It would have been so easy for me to shrink back into that moment of like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I, you know, and, and, you know, shrink back into who I used to be, that fearful, you know, that lost, um, stuffing my feelings, stuffing everything in my life because I wanted to protect everybody else's feelings. And in a way, I felt like this person was, of course, protecting themselves, but still not wanting to take ownership or responsibility for their actions. And that's okay, because not everybody is ready to do that. Not everybody is ready. You know, some people live better when they protect themselves with perfectionism. And that's sad to say. People often put this wall up of perfectionism. Like, you know, they want everything to look perfect on the outside, but on the inside, they're screaming on the inside. And when I was going to bed, I started to pray. And I started to pray that this person would find happiness, that this person would, would you know, understand that me speaking my truth of how I saw things in my life is not necessarily a reflection on them, but yet a reflection on me. Because there's not many things that I'm not willing to own up to. I own up to I was a bad mom. I own up to I was an addict. I own up to that I have went to prison. I own up to I am not perfect now. My life is not perfect. I'm not where I want to be. Am I working to get there? Of course I am. But I am not perfect. I am an imperfect person trying to share my truth with the world to hope to inspire and hope to change someone else's life along the way. Even if I only touch one person, even if my podcast only helps one person to make it through another day, that's all that matters. But it just gave me a lesson. You know, it wasn't even about them. Even though there were things that were said that could have been hurtful, 
if I wasn't in a place that I am in now, it could have caused me to go back into old behaviors or old mentality. But I learned another lesson on meeting people where they are. And I decided for myself that it was time to let go of that. It was time to let go of wishing that the conversation that I knew was coming for many, many years would be different. It's time to let go of protecting other people's crap so that they can feel comfortable in their own skin. And the reason that I did this podcast this morning is because I want you to know that you do not ever have to dull your shine to make someone else feel comfortable. I'm not telling you to go out and hurt anybody. I'm not telling you to go out and talk bad about people because that's the last thing that you want to do. You know, I, I, I believe in God. I believe in the Bible. I believe in Jesus. I believe, I believe, I believe. And I believe in the power of prayer. And as soon as I laid down last night, that's exactly what I did, is I just started praying. Praying for happiness upon this person. Praying for, for you know, them to let go of their hurt and, and, and to, to be happy and to thrive in their life because that's what I would want them to do for me. But the point of this is to let you know that never shrink your truth or your story to make someone else feel better. You never can serve your true purpose in life unless you are willing to speak your truth. And your truth matters. Your story matters. Your life matters. Your soul matters. You matter. And you deserve to live happy. So today, let it go. Stop holding on to things that have tore you down for years. Feel the freedom in letting go. Let the weight be lifted off of your shoulders. And know that you are amazing. And you deserve to be happy and full and whole just like anybody else does. So today... Let go of those things that are holding you back. Let go of those moments in time that you can't change. Let go of those conversations that you've been dreading for years. Just let it go. And I know that it's easier said than done. But just start working on it. Start working on a little piece of it every single day. And tell yourself, write it on your mirror. 
Put it on a sticky note. Put it on the wallpaper of your phone. I am worthy. I am deserving. And I am capable.